0: Well, this one goes out to all the people that have called me an Elon D writer, apparently. Um, Extraordinarily frustrating, uh, perhaps more sinister um, details have come out around not only my current Twitter ban, as well as uh, fellow content creator, Brittany Venti, and maybe countless others who have posted a publicly available photo. Uh, There's been some real concerns around um, perhaps some favoritism being played here. I don't like to ascribe malice, but um, you know, this is, I've got some harsh criticisms for Elon Musk here because this whole uh, allowing the system to be gained for people close to him, um, <clears throat> it, it seems very suspicious. And some new information came out over the weekend that really takes it to the next level of being extremely concerning. I wanna thank everyone who has uh, been, who have been supportive, uh, you know, the video on uh, over the weekend was very, very popular. If you haven't yet or you were meaning to, please do join my mailing list. Only about 2% of the people that viewed that video joined um, and I need to be able to get to people. So if you just put your email here, then you'll get an email from me. It might be under your promotions tab and then you just have to click OK to join the list. So you'll get an email from me immediately when you join. Um, Also, you know, Twitter is a very, very important spot for me to promote my business which is coffee brand coffee uh, this is going to get very expensive for eliza blue and with any potential legal repercussions so i've tried to now offset this biggest sale i think i've ever done promo code free speech one word only active for 24 hours you can use it on any of our delicious coffees our 12 different organic teas our chocolates our hot cocos um our, our uh, cold brew bags, our double caffeinated, our K-cups. If you haven't tried us out, promo code free Speech today, 15% off, 24 hours only. Please consider uh, supporting the channel. It is, of course, my company. It goes directly towards me, and the product is amazing. Now, <clears throat> everyone can now put the comment in the comment section. Video starts at two minutes. Evil man tries to support himself by showing his coffee company, but anyway. Look, there's a couple of things that happened over the weekend. Saturday morning, I woke up. If you didn't know, I posted a uh, a publicly available screenshot for a video that is still currently live on YouTube of a particular public figure who is currently known as Eliza Blue, but has been known under at least four other names that I know of, none of which are her birth name, where her dad is a Republican politician. A lot of Republicans... Uh, Republican content creators and I don't like <clears throat> I don't like bullying people or trying to guilt people into support, but there have been a lot of people very curiously quiet people that platformed this woman for clicks on their podcasts or their YouTube videos, uh, really haven't been saying much about um, her dis- despicable abuse of um, Twitter to deplatform people, even Twitter itself has fact checked her. She initially tweeted, I'm going to address this one time, one time only. A non-consensual photo was posted of me yesterday on Twitter. That is a lie. It is a screenshot from a publicly available video. The photos have been removed. Right. Via your deep connections to Elon Musk, which I will now, which I will go into shortly. <clears throat> the photos have been removed. The source of the photo has also been contacted. Good. Video still live on YouTube. I'm preparing to escalate to the full extent of the law you're going to sue me for posting a publicly available photo. Oh, I, I hope so.
1: Twitter itself added a fact check. The screenshot in question appears to have originated
0: from a music video publicly available on YouTube for several years. Now what's interesting is Twitter itself has fact checked this lie yet. My account remains locked. Now, What's interesting
1: is, Saturday morning, Saturday morning, I woke up and I was unbanned. It even said,
0: like, strike removed. It said, your appeal has been approved, strike removed. And I, was gonna, and I looked and the post was back up. And then I was like, okay, ha, 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 I'm gonna dunk on her later, and I rolled over and went back to bed. Well, by the time I checked my phone later, it had been relocked. okay? Very curious stuff. And then what's interesting is, of course, we know that, uh, you know, Eliza Blue is a huge free speech advocate, writing America cannot lose lose free press ever. This tweet, by the way, liked by Elon Musk himself. Elon Musk has liked several of her tweets over the past couple of weeks. Elon sure does uh, have a type, I'll say. And. He made her career. She had essentially bounced around as a My Chemical Romance groupie for many years, and no one knew or cared about her. If you went to the My Chemical Romance subreddit, uh, you know, they had a lot of opinions on her, but I don't, right? But what happened is Elon Musk made her famous, okay? In December, when Elon Musk heavily promoted her, she got 115,000 followers and then 50,000 in November, these are all due directly to Elon Musk platforming and, uh, and promoting her. As a huge advocate, normally she averaged about, I don't know, 3,000 to 5,000 new followers a month, several months losing thousands of followers. Now, of course, since this controversy has erupted, uh, it hasn't worked out well for her, losing 380 followers Saturday, 1,600 on Sunday, 163 today. But here's the thing, I don't, here's what the whole insanity is before I get into where it really gets very suspicious. The whole insanity of, you know, I didn't know about this lady. I mean, I knew she'd been on Tim Pool's show. She allegedly helps victims. I think that's a good thing. I move on with my life. But now, people are starting to ask the questions like, exactly what have you done? to be a survivor advocate. What have you done? Have you, have you worked with any of these people? I don't know. I don't know. People are asking, though, because of her dark history, uh, which was revealed over the weekend, which, again, I don't care about. I care that you apparently used inside connections of tw- at Twitter to deplatform several creators because you just wanted to, not because we broke the rules. So what I'm saying is, if anybody broke the law, it's Eliza Blue. And Eliza Blue is currently costing me thousands of dollars a day because I cannot promote my products on Twitter. I cannot promote my YouTube videos on Twitter to my 220,000 followers. She is literally costing me money every single day because of her abuse of the, YouTube, of the, of the Twitter, um, of whatever, apparently inside connections of Twitter. Do you want to know how deep this even goes, too? So, of course, Elon uh, has liked many tweets by her. And look, the guy's busy. He's running 20 different companies. But he sure does attract a lot of very questionable, questionable people, in my opinion. But here's where it gets even more
1: suspicious. She got YouTube to ban the link. Or to at least
0: add a warning to the link of a publicly available YouTube video produced by Worldstar Hip Hop. I don't know anybody who has this level of power and control, but I do know that she's uh, close connections with Elon. I think they follow each other. I assume I know they've had meetings. If you try to link a publicly available video, her publicly available video, which is still live right now on Twitter, you get this warning. This link may be unsafe. The link you're trying, it's a YouTube video. Remember when remember when all the all the free speech advocates called out that YouTube, I'm sorry, that Twitter was doing this to bit shoot, links to bit shoot or links to like Alex's website or competitors. People are suspiciously quiet. About one individual, a groupie who claims to be some sort of big fighter for survivors, and look, it's a good cause, okay? I admit in two thousand twenty three I don't even really know what trafficking even is anymore because see people seem to apply it to the most minimal of things and the most heinous of things, okay at the top, you've got like Jeffrey, at the bottom you've got. I, I got paid to do this photo shoot and I suddenly regretted it the next day. So I don't even know what, what that means. But again, I don't care about Eliza Blue. Never cared about her. Never had a bad interaction with her. But why, how does she have the power to ban links to public YouTube videos? By the way, I've reached out to the creator of that video and Hip Hop to tell them that they probably have a litigation Uh, here because they're costing them money. And again, the video is publicly available. It's still publicly available. Here it is, live. 100,000 views. (laughs) Here's the top comment. Shout out to Jeremy from The Quartering for sacrificing his Twitter account to create content for his channel that directed us all here without using a link. (laughs) I I didn't tell anyone where to go. And I don't even know what she's so worried about in the video. Yeah, it's a a video that's, you know, not a good look, but like, okay, you clearly co-signed on this. There's videos on the internet of you being like, ha 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 ha, I turned down $150,000 to sleep with somebody. That's a video she did. She also did videos talking about how how she was a video vixen. And then she called her mom to talk about it. I'm not making any casting any aspersions about this woman's looks. But like this is somebody who very clearly was
1: willingly using their looks for profit. And again, I don't care.
0: I don't care, even if she's a grifter, because she's so minimal, so inconsequential. That there are bigger grifters like Ian Miles Chung that I would rather roast. Conveniently, Ian Miles Chong defended her too.
1: Shocking! Shocking!
0: It's absolutely insane, and I'm, and I'm very concerned that it looks like Elon Musk is directly or indirectly involved in this. You know, I mean, the guy is busy and, you know, I have defended him to the, like, tooth and nail, right? It pains me to try and, like, to put this on him. But it sure looks suspicious. We all know he has a certain type, by the way. This is somebody who, who acts a lot like Uh, Some other women he's been associated with. Okay. I'm not saying anything is going on. I'm not. But I'm saying,
1: you know, dude. Who unlocked my account on Saturday and then who relocked it? I don't even understand why this person has so much power that they're
0: blocking public YouTube videos from YouTube. They're total, this is what happens. You give people a modicum of power, a tiny connect connection, right? Maybe Elon connected her with the Trust and Safety team and said, "Hey, listen to her, right?" And a, a billion, a forty-four billion-dollar company has some e-girl telling them what to, who to ban, like myself and Brittany
1: Venti, and what videos to remove from the platform. This is insanity. If this woman was some well-known leftist,
0: there'd be a thousand videos about it on YouTube. Now, there are a lot of people out there defending it that are, you know, fighting the fight. Chrissy Mayer, Sydney Watson, um, 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 that Star Wars girl I saw talked about it. I think God Logic, I think, uh, Good Logic, I think um, covered it, but like, Yo, this is kind of a big deal. This is just some random individual who has the power to ban links from Twitter and get people suspended. And people like, Jeremy, your account's not banned. Yes, it is. I can't do a single thing unless I admit that I did something wrong, which I didn't and I won't do. If you made it this far in the video, maybe consider sharing this video on Twitter and tagging Elon and saying like, yo, what's going on here? This woman's got way too much power. It's very suspicious. And I'm not deleting the tweet. I'm absolutely not. Well, uh, it looks like Big Con, Stephen Cotter versus The Daily Wire, will continue into a second week as we have perhaps, hopefully, in some, you know, like hopefully, the exciting conclusion happening tonight on Tim Pool. I'm trying to decide if I should live stream it and like watch it with you all or maybe live stream after and discuss it because some things are going to be said almost certainly uh, that will need to be responded to perhaps by the daily wire or by uh, you know, the the other comment content creators in the space, because after all, at least how Steven has positioned this is is it's about protecting smaller up and coming content creators. Well, the daily wire has positioned it as being exclusively financial The truth is probably somewhere in between. And many of you have pushed back on me for being a little too blindly in support of Steven Crowder. And I admit that I I take that to heart. I read the comment sections. I read, many of you have sent me emails. I read those. I don't, I can't always respond to every email, but I read those. And you are right. You know, I think that there is some fault to go around here. I still support Steven Crowder as he is an independent. Versus a super huge mega corporation, but I also kind of wish this hadn't strung out into a second week. Now, what new bombshells will be revealed tonight? It's tough to know, but we do know that the left is absolutely loving this. Salon.com writes: "The fight over Big Con, Ben Shapiro's beef with Steven Crowder show shows male insecurity is profitable." Now, these are the type of articles that the left is going to get out of this, and. I think that there's a valid point to be made by, and I see you in the comments and I see you on Twitter, well, not currently, but you get the idea, that um, infighting in in general is not a good thing. It just isn't. It gives the other side, in this case big tech and leftism, an in to appear stronger. However, sometimes it's necessary and perhaps there will be more revealed tonight on Tim's show. The fight is funny, but the real story is how right-wing pundits make millions appealing to the most pathetic men.
1: I mean, that, this is, this is, this is the, like the worst nightmare, right? This is like the, the absolute...
0: The, the left is loving this. The great Achilles heel of the far right is that fascists and other stripes of authoritarians are cantankerous people it often takes very little to get them into ugly fights with each other. If I had to pick which political side i see more of, you know, getting into physical fights in the streets, getting arrested, having meltdowns, this pretty much is an exclusively left-wing thing. But i digress, this is salon, a left-wing outlet. So there's no no so perhaps there's no surprise that the two biggest grifters in the right-wing media ecosystem, Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder, are in a very public, very dumb feud right now. So first of all, it's not necessarily with Ben Shapiro directly. It's with Big Con. And, you know, and I hope that Steven Crowder makes it more clear tonight, you know, because I think the Daily Wire did a good job and raised some good points, you know, about the, at least defending their contract, okay? But there are
1: questionable things in the contract that you wonder why would be there whether they're at all. You can see here it says uh, Shapiro offered to bring the popular, again, Shapiro does not own the company. A
0: billionaire fracker in Los Angeles, California owns the Daily Wire. Another billionaire owns the Blaze. Uh, these, are, these are not your bedroom you know, content creators like myself or like Sydney or like Tim, you know, Tim is probably like, you know, I look up to what Tim has really built and I've been thinking about it every single night, building something pretty cool actually, I think you're gonna like, but I'm taking my time to do it right. And hopefully we'll be able to roll out sometime in February. But like, you know, Tim, at least you could say started as basically a guy in front of his webcam, just like me. Um. And he still very much is that guy. Tim's no sellout, okay? But like, it's hard for a lot of regular people to relate to Ben Shapiro, you know, on a personal level. They may like the things he says, but when like Ben Shapiro's like, I don't even pay movers because it's too expensive. I move my credenza myself. I don't believe that. (laughs) like, Or when Candace Owens is like, people are trying to buy steak and eggs while wearing a $600 dress on a million dollar studio with professionally done makeup with a $500 haircut. Again, for me, that doesn't ring very true. You can like Candace Owens. I just don't like the Joe Everyman stuff. These people are all multimillionaires. So I think it's a misstep to really be talking about money, especially when you're, you know, when the left can now use us
1: against them. And, you know, I think that, again, both sides have done some good things. I think that
0: the Daily Wire's fight against poke mandates, very good. I think Steven Crowder's Change My Mind series, very good. Steven Crowder's expose on the Super Soilgers, very good. Daily Wire's uh, commitment financially to uncancel conservative or, like, perceived conservative actors like Gina Carano, extremely good. Daily Wire's... Uh, commitment to creating content that does not indoctrinate our children. Very good. For me, picking a side in this fight is, is difficult because it's like, I'm mostly loyal to kind of the individual, okay? The individual is important to me. That said, you know, I'm not going to pretend that the Daily Wire hasn't done some great things. Um... You know, it's just I would be disingenuous. <laughs> you know, and I think like the the, artic- the the article again because the narrative was successfully shifted to money. This is what the left gets to focus on: the fact that you know, oh, it's fifty million, oh, it's a hundred million, oh, it's thirty million. It, most regular people are like, I don't care. I just want to fight the fight. I want to fight. um against censorship i want to fight against i don't know a blue-haired weirdo getting to pr- getting to you know private access to
1: elon to deplatform people from twitter nobody's nobody's covering that you know th- that's
0: that that's frustrating for me who sits banned you know everyone's talking about a guy who's making 50 million about a gotten to another guy that's making 80 million now I don't think that bringing up how much money people make though is a valid excuse to discredit their opinion or discredit their understanding of the fight. But I do think that you know tonight is going to be a very important night. When Stephen Crowder appears on Timcast, is he going to add gasoline to the fire? Is he going to uh Kind of, does he, have more fo- does he have more phone calls? I legitimately don't know the answer to these questions. Uh, is he going to play more, is, or is he going to respond to what I thought were, you know, there were a lot of kind of personal attacks. I understand why maybe Jeremy Boring was personally offended, but you had Candace Owens out here calling him, you know, a little B, B word, um, you know, all this stuff. Where they were kind of like Crowder is the evilest person on the per on the planet to record phone calls. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Okay, we all
1: like it when Project BearToss does it, right? But also, like, let me ask this: Are were they? I don't know. Do
0: you think that they were really as close as friends as they as the Daily Wire implies? I don't know. It to me, it seems like. They used, they, they, they first, they led with the, oh, money. He's so rich. Why he's complaining? He's super rich. He wants more money. Um, it was just business. It was just, it was just business when the Daily Wire defended their contract, right? But then Daily Wire was personally heartbroken and devastated and personally in tears over Steven Crowder releasing a phone call. Well, which is it? It's either just business Or this is a guy that you were friends with for 12, 14 years and personally betrayed you. The Daily Wire didn't have to insert themselves, right? Crowder never mentioned them. But I do think it's fair to point out that a lot of people were making that, you know, drawing that conclusion, connecting the dots in their own minds. There was only a short list of people like in the conservative space that could have offered him that kind of money. Um... And you know there are some key things, like the number of ad reads that you know The Daily Wire is very well known for um and you know, I think that it's it's definitely an interesting position to be in. I hope that tonight will kind of be the last of it. I know that Crowders definitely get been like fired upon with you know by both angles by both barrels, with Candace Owens coming out very aggressively defending her company um and obviously, Ben Shapiro responded and Matt Walsh, I believe, responded and Jeremy Boring responded. So I think it's reasonable to expect some kind of counterpunch here. But I also think that, like, I, I really kind of hope that this is the end of it and that I think what we've learned is that, you know, Steven Crowder has a lot of fans and they are going to support him and that he's probably best just going out on his own. And I think that that's totally reasonable. I think the Daily Wire has a lot of fans too. And and I think it's important to point out that they share a lot of fans. And at some point, you've got to just say your bit and kind of move on with it. So I think that it's fair for Crowder to want to counter, to cross-examine some of the things that were levied against him, and in particular, the personal attacks. But I think at this point, after tonight's show, Maybe all the talking heads like myself talk about it tomorrow, but then that should hopefully be the end of it. And then Steven can focus on building his own thing, which I think hopefully offers a lot of other commentators uh, great opportunities and great um, um, options to grow. And the Daily Wire can continue to grow. I think both are forces for good in our space. Uh, And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he says tonight. But I I, I suspect it will probably get worse before it gets better. I'm just hopeful that uh, it ends amicably tonight. If you've been on Twitter or you've been around, you know, really any kind of of middle-of-the-road commentary over the past couple of years, there's always this yearly convention. Uh, that assembles what can only be described as Doctor Evil levels of people in one room—a uh, bunch of Doctor Evils who are like this unelected world government—and it's very creepy, and it's happening right out in the open. And maybe there's just maybe it's just totally normal, but the guest lists and the people that speak there always end up seeming like a a who's who of people that. Have all this power for on so no uh, no explainable reason, no elected officials, but people that go there to talk about you know eating bugs and all sorts of other stuff like that. Well, a stern and concerning warning from this group to Elon Musk directly is pretty chilling. Now, there's definitely been some acrimonious back and forth between these two groups. Well, just really Elon and this WEF, um, you know, and he wrote, you know, Musk rips the WF unelected world government. The annual event in Davos draws head of state, business executives, cultural trendsetters, and other representatives. Twitter head Elon Musk on Wednesday ripped the group as an unelected world government. It came in response to a clip showing their founder and chairman discussing how their new global collaboration village in the metaverse can be trusted at a time when worldwide trust in political institutions is at an all-time low. You see Elon typing, the WF is increasingly becoming an unelected world government that the people never ask for and don't want. I agree. This is where you see a lot of the, the language around, you know, you'll live in a pod, you'll own nothing, you'll be happy. That's these people. The annual event in the Swiss ski resort town of Davos draws heads of state, business executives, cultural trendsetters, and representatives from international organizations to the luxurious mountain town. Though it is unclear how much concrete action will emerge, the meeting is slated to, you know, go and talk about all sorts of stuff. Um, But then, you know, what's curious to me and what I want to talk about mostly is in this clip here where there is a, a very clear and not at all confusing, demand for censorship from the United Nations to Twitter. You can see, so our message was clear. I'll I'll play it and then we'll break it down.
2: Well, uh, our message was clear. We have the rules which which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions.
0: Sanctions? Sanctions to Twitter?
2: I think that uh, the confidence has been weakened. And I, I had quite a high level of confidence when it comes to Twitter. I have to say that we worked with knowledgeable people.
0: Yeah, Yoel Roth, maybe? Maybe all the people that were inside of Twitter that did the government's bidding, silencing United States citizens' First Amendment rights? Is that, who, is that perhaps who this woman is talking about? If you've been following you know, the, the Twitter files, you know, that there's a lot of international as well as here in the United States organizations that seem to have direct lines to Twitter to ban and censor individuals that they didn't like. I mean, right now there's a blue haired individual on Twitter. Who's not even a member of the government terrorizing, uh, well, just about everybody. There's something weird going on with my account. Still, I'm still banned over posting a public image but now they've deleted my appeal. I don't even understand it, but I I digress. Let's continue.
2: With the lawyers, with the sociologists who understood that they have to behave.
0: Do you notice that pause before she even said, like, did you notice that like she even smiled? She knew what she was about to say. People at Twitter knew they had to, quote, unquote, behave. I'm not even sure what that, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, this is, this is what's so crazy. Doesn't don't you feel sometimes when you hear this, you're like, ah, because it's like, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do about this? Here, It's right out in front of us. The United Nations saying, oh, yeah, we told a private company in America that they had to, quote, unquote, behave. We all know what that means. That means they're talking about censorship and and de-boosting and blacklisting and telling on its customers to United States citizens to trending whatever they want them to trend, to de-boost and de-trend anything they don't want them to. We know this because we've seen it.
2: In some decent way, not to cause really big harm to the society. I always felt that this, this notion of responsibility was there so this is what i don't feel from uh, elon musk personally so
0: i just realized i didn't have the video up there the whole time but here's this woman uh talking um and it, it's it's very very concerning you can see and wokeness tweeting at the wf un regulator issues a stern warning to elon musk if you don't comply and regulate Speech. The UN will issue sanctions. Again, you could see that the bump here at the beginning.
2: Well, uh, our message was clear. We have the rules, which has to, which have to be complied with, and otherwise there will be sanctions.
1: Sanctions. Sanctions for for a United States company to infringe on their citizens' First Amendment rights. Right. Why are these two trending? Oh no, Schiff and Sowell. By the way, this is a backup Twitter account I have, you know, so I can still see what's
0: going on. It says, "Lol, that was political speak for, quote, I don't I do not feel we control the platform anymore. The people there no longer agree with us, and we think they're bad for being non-compliant, and we think they are a threat to our narrative of
1: how society should operate." Yeah. I mean it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. Here at Cosmic Swami
0: writes WF the unelected elite bureaucrats telling everyone what to do. They need to be the foundation needs to be ended. I'd agree with that. Literally no one needs to comply with anything the WDF or the UN says. Nobody. This nice lady thinks
1: Musk would be, not be compliant enough. Com- compliant enough. How about that? You see, I thought the American free speech was protected by the Constitution, not the U.N.
0: None of these groups have to be complied with, but it sure is very concerning to see Wall Street Silver writing. They seem to be very hostile towards free speech. All Elon has done is really allow more people to freely discuss information and share. Well, as long as it's not pictures of a publicly available music video. But hate speech is quote down dramatically. Having a different opinion on the subject is not misinformation. And we've and we've seen essentially a pretty strong clapback um, by the machine ever since Elon bought it. Advertisers backing out, um, the entirety of mainstream media publishing articles, negative articles about the platform. Uh, you know everything. We've seen it in real time, and you know it's it's to me it it was very obvious and predictable. But for a lot of people who are on the outside looking in, it was shocking to see just how quickly they they coordinated against it. This is stuff that used to be said kind of behind closed doors, kind of like quietly. But now because they feel like they have the power, I think they have no consequences. They can say stuff like this right out loud in front of everybody. But again, I'll use this opportunity. This is why I'm telling everyone, please, you know, sign up to my email list. I'm pushing it hard this month because who knows? I may never get back into my Twitter account. YouTube may ban me someday. And If I don't have your email address, at least I'll have no way to contact you. It's very easy to put in your email and then you'll get an email from me saying, please confirm if you have Gmail or something, I might go to your promotions tab. So make sure you check that. Um, and... um please help me make sure I have a way to contact you. What an amazing story. What an amazing day. See, for, for, for years, corporations have been participating in woke capitalism, essentially virtue signaling. And for some period of time, it must have been working in particular, Hollywood, for example. Except now, people are getting tired of that. People are pushing back. Last year was one of Hollywood's worst years at the box office in recent history, and you can't even blame the lockdowns anymore. And it seems like everything from Post-it notes to M&M candies were trying to get you to buy their crap product by pushing some sort of messaging down your throat. And... It's finally blowing up in their face. Like this is one of my favorite stories of, of 2023 already. You want a positive story. I got one for you right now because M&Ms have been virtue signaling nonstop for the past year or two and it completely backfired sales plummeted and they finally admitted it. I saw this tweet today, a message from M&Ms America. Let's talk in the last year. We've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. Mostly all being woke. Okay. Remember this just, just from a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. First of all, you see this. Flip the status quo. This is, you know, this, is not, <clears throat> this is not like you're not seeing things. It really is upside down rapper. But they had $1 from every flipped pack will go to support the next generation of women flipping the script in creative industries. By the way, women have never had it easier. And like, again, this is just cringe, woke capitalism. Uh, Before this, they had, oh, they're genderless now. Oh, they're, I mean, they've literally been doing this crap for years. Guess what? It wasn't working. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, bull. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. It never did break the internet. I mean, people making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which was about the last thing M&M wanted since we were all about bringing people together. No, 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 no. What this is, is Mars, which owns Eminem's, I think, realizing that woke capitalism doesn't work anymore. That people, first of all, I haven't thought about buying Eminem's in a million years. Although I do like peanut butter M's or dark chocolate MM's in the freezer, but maybe coffee brand coffee could offer something similar. I mean, it's just chocolate, candy covered chocolate. I feel like it could do something like that. Anyway, therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson, America can agree on. America can agree on the beloved Maya Rudolph. Huh? Who? We are confident Ms. Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they can belong. Let's take a look at some of the replies. It might play better if every time you deliberately insulted half the country with an overtly LGBTQ character, you, del- <laughs> you also deliberately insulted the other half with overtly Christian or patriotic one. But it's not really about diversity, inclusion, or representation, is it? Here's Ben Collins. I'm moving to a shack in the forest and I'm no longer participating in society. How about Robbie Starbuck? Let me translate the corporate PR speak. They tried to go woke and it cut into their profits, but instead of going back to what worked and flat out admitting it was a fail, they fired the candies from their ads and hired a Democrat comedian who raised millions of dollars for Kamala
1: Harris. My son left his wife for a handful of purple M&Ms, and now you're just going to change them? I love it. Let's take the candy out of this. Your advertising was based on supporting women. You are
0: now backing down from it because a conservative talk show host didn't like supporting women. I'm assuming this was in reference to Tucker Carlson. See, if you took the candy out of it, it's still a pretty crappy thing you did. Well, they hired a, a leftist woman. Congratulations on finding the weakest possible response to the dumbest manufactured outrage campaign. Maya Rudolph is lovely, but let's be honest. What you're announcing here is that your real spokesperson is Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Not that I love cancel culture, but it's nice to get a win every once in a while. I'm sure that they were getting endlessly dunked on by Tucker's fans. um, And, you know, Deservedly so. And now they're trying to pretend that, you know,
1: they're just doing this to bring everyone together. What? So you just allowed the extreme right to force
0: cancellation of you. Why would you actually cave to that? Eminem Mars does negotiate with social media, Terry's. You know, y'all just sell candy. What's funny about this, what's the most funny part about this, is that the left is having a melty. That they're like, well, why don't you just, you know, you just sell candy, blah, 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 blah. You're, you're bending the knee. What they're really mad about is that regular everyday people finally put their foot down and said, you know what? I could buy a lot of candy that I don't really need. And maybe I just won't buy the one that's telling me how to live my life. John Rance, you mean your sales dipped after going woke and you didn't want to admit it outright? So you're in favor of cancel culture. Got it. I mean, like... I get it. Like, you get in the news, and maybe you see some sort of initial boost. Because everyone's talking about M&Ms, and then it's on the top of their mind. But, like, this is an epic fail. This was after rebooting their cartoon mascots as gender-neutral and more inclusive. It's like... It'd be like, you know... It'd be like if Coffee Brand... This is why I started Coffee Brand Coffee. Like, literally... You see here on USA Today, MSM, M&M say that same thing. M&M say they will replace her iconic spokes candies with mascots with Maya Rudolph after backlash.
1: I can't believe that they actually that this actually worked like this never works for the right.
0: The rebrand sparked outlash or backlash sorry from conservatives, including Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who criticized woke M&Ms. As part of the makeover, the green M&M's notably changed her knee-high-heeled boots for sneakers. The brown M&M, meanwhile, switched her stilettos for shorter heels. Carlson Lombassen, the character design last year, saying M&M's will not be satisfied till every one last character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Well, I mean, I get that, like, I'm sure that Tucker, it's just a bit for Tucker, like, like I'm sure he's not thinking about M&M's while he's alone. Although maybe he is, you know, maybe, I don't know, but like just as kind of, as kind of um like bombastic and over the top as Tucker Carlson's take is. So was the idea that Eminem was, we're going to sell more M&Ms by getting extremely woke. Like it's not, I and mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. The whole thing is, you know, I, I can't honestly say, look, and there are people by the way, like conservatives who, who, who get swept up in this too. People bought coffee, Fee brand coffee, but like when I said, like this is why I started my company is because like I would never be like, hey, uh, I I don't like the way you vote, so I don't want to sell you my delicious coffee to your cocoa. Like that's the stupidest thing ever. The bigger I can make my business, the more jobs I can create, the more um, uh, you know um, um, impact I can have socially, the more uh, power uh, you know my brand has, so that we can. Offer more things, we can get better pricing. None of that involves how my customers vote, um, and I would never tell them how to vote. I don't even tell people how to vote on my semi-political YouTube channel. So I can, I can. It's safe to say that this was an epic backfire for M&Ms and uh, I couldn't be happier about it. Interesting story from over the weekend. You know, I think that the media often, uh, you know, it it amplifies the worst of whatever group they might not like to prove their point. It happens on the left. It happens on the right. There's in particular one group of people that seems to have galactic levels of um, carte blanche in terms of behaving badly because people are so super afraid uh, about... You know, getting canceled. But JK Rowling has been one of the few people, you know, even though I strongly disagree with many of her takes, um, that has stood up against the madness and received, you know, unending abuse online that is ignored by the very same outlets that would be appalled if somebody were to say these things uh, to any other leftist. But because JK Rowling believes in biology and believes, and, you know, a woman being a woman, etc. cetera. Uh, they just laugh and don't say anything about it. This via the Daily Record, following a report on the Daily Mail. Let's start with the Daily Mail <clears throat> from yesterday. J.K. Rowling slams trans activists who fantasized about terrible things uh, happening to gender-critical feminists at Kelly J. Keene rally. J.K. Rowling has slammed a trans rights activist who fantasized about terrible things happening to, you know, people they disagreed with. The tweets from the now deactivated account described a car uh, running through the people attending the rally and watching them. I'm not even going to write what they say. Uh, It appeared to then, of course, issue some sort of veiled threats for those on attending the Glasgow Let Women Speak rally organized by Kelly J. Keene's campaign. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there another group of people that gets away with saying stuff like this at the same level as people that say it under the guise of being for trans rights? I've said this <clears throat> for a lot of years. I know I have trans viewers and I appreciate them and I appreciate their perspective. And Usually when I say, hey, email me, I get emails from them and in most most parts, you know, Maybe I'm uh, uneducated about something and they're happy to correct me. But they're just like, you know, of course, anyone else is trying to get on with their life. They also don't like these lunatics. It's like I've often said that the the trans brand needs way better ambassadors. People who are not lunatics, unhinged lunatics, who say horrible things under the guise of, of course, you know, trans rights. So J.K. Rowling writes weird, isn't it? But I struggle to remember any other progressive movement that attracted so many men who loved fantasizing about terrible things
1: happening to women. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The rally, due to take place in Glasgow Green
0: on February 5th, was organized as a response to the Scottish government's attempt to push the controversial gender recognition reform bill. The tweets from the account at Sky Traffic read, I sure would hate it if someone took their car to Glasgow Green on the 5th of
1: February and I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I'm you know I'm not going to repeat the rest of the things they said. But you know,
0: these words sparked rage online with online, sorry, with activists calling it sickening and dangerous while others called for the police to get involved. Miss Rowling, who has been outspoken advocate of women's rights including the need to protest gender-specific spaces, was quick to respond to the tweet. She said, weird, isn't it? But I struggle to remember any other progressive movement that attracted so many men who love, you know, what I said earlier. She wanted to add that the man was a brave boy who'd been publicly advocating for the car to be driven into the rally. Public backlash against the author began in March 2018 when she was criticized for liking a tweet that referred to trans women as men in dresses. You know, my position, again, has always been one of live and let live. I know that it leads to kind of a slippery slope, but um, you know, as far as, you know, where you're, as long as you're not infringing on other people's rights, you know, I'm cool with you. Uh, We saw recently, you know, where this hockey star was lambasted for simply having a religious exemption from, you know, worshiping at the altar of LGBTQ, which is what the mainstream and the Western media wants people to do. That kind of stuff is not okay. And I would hope that my LGBTQ viewers would agree with me. And I think they would. You probably don't watch my videos if you, you know, agree with that kind of stuff. Days later, in an online essay, I'm sorry, this is backlash began in 2018 when she was criticized for liking that tweet. Days later, in an online essay, Rowling wrote that her interest in trans issues originated from being a survivor of bad behavior and having concerns around. Single gender spaces. Despite continual criticism over the last three years, she has insisted that she does not feel canceled. Went on to announce that she would fund a new woman only service for victims of bad behavior. The writer had previously, has previously said that she had faced all sorts of threats because of her opinions on trans issues, including the controversial gender recognition reform bill. Well, we know this to be true because I've reported on it on this channel multiple times. If passed, the bill would lower the age for applications for gender recognition certif- certificate, to c- certificate to 16, removing the need for any medical diagnosis of dysphoria, essentially, essentially delegitimizing gender in all, you know, in all forms. Earlier this week, the UK government vetoed Nicola Sturgeon's plan to overhaul the gender recognition laws with former Supreme Court judge saying it, the chances of it being overturned are extremely low. Ms. Duffield said who had been campaigning alongside Ms. Rowling for the protection of female-only spaces, was heckled at her own, by her own party last week after declaring she supported Westminster's move to block the bill from passing. Ms. Duffield, who had been campaign I'm sorry, a spokesperson for the Police of Scotland, told Mail Online, we can confirm that we have received a report of various online threats being made. Look, you can disagree with people all you want. Um... But it, it's so bizarre to me that, you know, in general, the press doesn't say anything about, you know, these lunatics who go way over the line. You know, where's, where's, why don't we call out our own? You know, like a lot of people on the on the right or the center or the free speech face, you know, really have been advocating for like Eliza Blue, for example. Well, it turns out she's a censorious deplatforming hack. Uh, and it's like, where's all the support? Where is everyone talking out against? We have to be able to call out our own. That's why, you know, people will say like, oh, well, you know, why do you always go out of your way to say you're not a conservative? Or why do you always go out of your way to say that you're not a Republican or whatever? Cause I'm not, I'm just like me. And, and I don't think that that's, you know, like, I don't think that, that that's a cowardly thing to be, to stand by your own beliefs and not need the validation or the tribalism that comes with self-identifying in these groups. I think that it's better that you get better discourse when more people say, you know, hey, yeah, I vote Republican, but like, I mean, by the way, you know, all the, you know, these Republicans were all the happier to send our money to Ukraine. You know, that's an inconvenient truth for a lot of people who support Republicans. Like, you know, that They were happy to send all of our money over there, right? It was the most important thing that Republicans Republicans could do. So, no, I don't really stand with any one particular, you know, party. I may vote one way consistently now, but I don't uniformly endorse things. Uh, You know, you get like stories like this where people are like, oh, it's stunning and brave that somebody's buying secondhand books and erasing J.K. Rowling's from it. Like, and people are paying for this crap, you know, like they they bought these books, they you know use an exacto and and to cut her name out of it, like that in any way, shape or form, changes the fact that she wrote the book and that you paid for it the 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 the, the This group of individuals have maybe the most unhinged spokespeople I've ever seen, and it doesn't do them any good because. It's like you just can't have, you know, people who go on TikTok and say these heinous things or people that are like, "Oh, what we really got to do is we got to talk to kids about this stuff or hey, let's let's ignore the fact that 99% of women, if you ask them probably privately, would they be comfortable, you know, sharing the bathroom with biological men? The overwhelming majority of them would have some apprehension to that. That's just a fact. But people are so afraid to say it online or say it in like you know, any kind of public forum because there's galactic powers in in supporting this group of people unendingly. There's nothing wrong with supporting a group of people, but that doesn't mean you have to support every little thing they say. This is the problem with tribalism. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do leave a like on it. I can't wait to see you on tonight's late night live stream, and we'll talk to you again real
1: soon.